everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Coffee with Yvonne, a show for creatives and entrepreneurs. Right now, I'm in New York City for CultureCon. It's an annual conference for creatives in the industry from marketing to comms to PR to stylists to any, if you're a creative, this is where you pull up. And you know what? Because of the excitement of the conference, I decided to do things a little differently and give you a bonus episode of my personal review about CultureCon. So grab your coffee and let's chat. Since we're doing things a little differently, we're going to jump over our industry news segment called What's the Brew and go right into my review for CultureCon. To give you a little bit of backstory, CultureCon was founded by Imani Ellis, who also serves as VP of Communications for NBC Universal. It is the fastest growing conference for creatives and change makers of color who plan to elevate their social network and make a real mark on the culture. This idea grew from when she first invited a few close friends over to her apartment in Harlem a few years ago to now a multi-city tour that has hit Atlanta, New York, LA, just to name a few. And thousands of creatives across the country and virtually have joined her in this growth with CultureCon. In her Meet the CEO letter, Imani writes, I become obsessed with building spaces where creatives of color can show up as their whole selves, pour into each other, and water the seeds of their wildest dream. CultureCon was our wildest dream. And that being said, I'm going to go into my review of the conference. Now, mind you, this is my first time attending CultureCon, but it has been on my personal bucket list for, I think, since 2019. So pre-pandemic, I've been wanting to go and experience it, and I finally got a chance to experience it for myself. The first thing we're going to review, the vibe. First of all, the venue. Let's talk about it. I was over in Brooklyn, which I've been to Brooklyn before, but I really enjoyed when I pulled up, there was clear signage letting everyone know where CultureCon was. You saw everyone lined up, excited to engage with each other. People like myself who pulled up solo did not feel alone, and we were able to engage with other creatives while online. And the venue itself was, I don't know exactly the term for it, but I think it was like an old fisherman market that was converted into this beautiful light-filled event space. And you could just feel the excitement in the air. Everything was laid out, clearly marked. The check-in was very organized from start to finish, and there was little confusion at the door. Even if you forgot to pull up your ticket, they still were able to retrieve your information and get you checked in seamlessly. And also, when you checked in, you got the cutest mesh tote bag that had their branding on the front and um, their main sponsor on the front as well with a cute booklet that was sponsored by Jet Magazine. Yes, that Jet Magazine that gave you the rundown all about CultureCon, the creatives behind the event, and even a few cute things like recipes you could try, fashion tips, and more. The next thing we're going to talk about are the looks. Now, honey, these looks, (coughs) they ate down. They ate down at CultureCon. I'm not even going to front you. They ate, okay? I thought I was cute. Now, to give you a background story of my look, I thought about this for weeks. I even texted my mom and one of my best friends, Danielle. Hey, Midget, I know you're listening. I texted them to get their opinion on my looks for CultureCon, and it was a toss-up between two different looks. This um, oversized army jacket I have from Mess in a Bottle that on the back in hot pink, it says, Queen, don't be afraid to rule like a king. And then I wore, um, to pair with it, I would have worn 
these uh, high-waisted uh, liquid leather pants, like uh, a coated wax denim. And I had a pair of chunky um, combat boots, high heel combat boots. And then to top it off, I think I had a black bodysuit, like, oh no, not black. I had a chocolate brown bodysuit, uh, hoop earrings, um, my bamboo hoops, I believe, heart-shaped ones, and then um, outdo bar hair salon out here in the D.C. area. Hey, Ayana, she did my hair in a crown braid, but made a Game of Thrones style and added in gold thread throughout the crown braid. It was dope. I ain't going to cap you. It was dope. The second look was more of a Carrie Bradshaw-inspired meets Brooklyn look with a tool skirt and a leather jacket. And the tool skirt was like this emerald green, very pretty, uh, multi-layered. And then to put over top of it was this off-white-inspired, rest in peace, Virgil, black belt with lettering um, that was basically like inspirational. But I decided to go with the first look, which was the army green jacket, because I felt it would be more comfortable. But getting back to the looks at CultureCon, the girls ate down. I know I said it before. It was things that I thought I knew how to dress, but the combinations, the creativity, the colors, and it was the fact that these black creatives, these black and brown creatives were able to be in a space where they could authentically show up as themselves. There was no holes bars when it came to the fashions. I, after a while, I thought I was on the front row of Fashion Week. I was just taking video for inspiration. Like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. But it was really great to see people in their element and feel comfortable with showing up as who they are. There were people from all walks of life, all different community backgrounds who were there as well. And it was a no judgment zone. If you wanted to that day, have your girls hanging out, have the girls hanging out. If you wanted to wear your tightest fittest dress with your high sky, high heel shoes, wear the high, high heel shoes and a tight fitted dress. Anything went at CultureCon. Next thing up, the links. So one thing I love about being in creative spaces is you don't have to explain your creativity to this group of people. They just understand. There were so many impromptu photo shoots happening at CultureCon because the way that they set up the event, there were backdrops on backdrops on backdrops to take pictures with. So they created a space in which you just had to feel inspired by everything going on around you. And while I was in line for the Clarence booth, Clarence was one of the... Um, the partners there as well. They gave away beauty products at their stand. There were two Clarence stands, one inside the conference area and another one in the whole activation alley, but we'll get to that in a second. While standing in line, you know, I was just trying on the lip gloss and I met Nikki. Nikki is a content creator, a photographer. She's a copywriter based out of New York. And I was just pulled in by her also wearing pink glasses that I had on my pink glasses. And we just instantly vibed and clicked and were able to talk. We held a mini photo shoot on the outside where the food trucks were and the city skyline was in the background overlooking the water. It was just so dope to meet other like-minded creators like yourself, where you didn't feel like you were standing out. You felt like you were part of a community, a community that not only saw you, but understands you. And for my fellow creators who are listening, you can understand what I mean by that. A lot of times when you're in this space, you are often the uh, odd man out of your friends. You know, you're the one who's stopping to take pictures of the most random stuff or just inspired by the most oddest things. And sometimes your friends and family don't understand how your brain works, but when you're in spaces like this, you feel understood, you feel seen. And it was 
it was really refreshing. It really was. Moving on to the gyms. Now, we weren't just there for photo shoot looks and vibes. No, we were there to learn, cultivate, and grow. And the best part is about CultureCon, they cultivated their panels based on different area of interest. If you were interested in tech, they had a panel for you sponsored by Google. If you needed legal advice, which a lot of us creatives struggle with the business side, let's keep it 100, we need help. But there was also legal advice about protecting your work, building your business, building your brand, and making sure no one can steal your work underneath you, especially as more people enter this content creator space where it's harder and harder to protect what you do and keep others from copying without taste. Let me say that again. It's called copying with taste and it's copying without taste. And some of y'all out there don't know how to do either. So anyway... There was panels on tech. There was panels on legal advice. Brand building was super important. How to pivot from one area of creativity or move more into the creative space where other panels that were offered and content creation, finding that inspiration behind content, finding what content works for you, especially now as it becomes more competitive for people to create content. But the overall theme was authenticity still matters. It still matters to be authentic, to show up as yourself. As long as your story can resonate with your digital audience and you come across as real, You can build an audience that will be invested in you and invested in whatever you're putting out there to the universe across these platforms. For the panels, there were so many people who pulled up. I lost count after a while. Lena Waithe came out. Um, Sammy J, who's a comedian, she came out. Kenya Barris was there, the creator of Blackish, Grownish, Grownish. I messed that up. Blackish, Grownish, Mixedish. And then um, Black AF, which was one of my favorite shows until Netflix canceled it. There was also Elaine Walteroff, who I absolutely adore, who was the first Black editor-in-chief at Teen Vogue, who serves as a judge on one of my favorite shows, Project Runway, and is a best-selling author, mom, and a wife to her cutest little baby. And also we had Tabitha Brown. Now, going back to the whole content creation and authenticity, if you know Tabitha Brown, she has managed to build a following through her authenticity and just being herself. And Tabitha has managed to have partnerships with Spices. I think it's McCormick was the brand, but she did a line with Target. She has her Tab Time TV show and has managed to build this growing empire just from being herself. You also have Phoebe Robinson, who creates all kinds of content. She also has um, a TV show that I love on ABC Freeform called Everything is Trash, which I find hilarious. And finally, one of my ultimate favorites, I'm not even going to cap you. I cried when this woman came out. I sat there looking like a, a kid just seeing their hero, their creative hero for the first time in real life. Tracy mother freaking Ellis Ross was in the building. Can we pause for that? Let's pause for that. Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross from Girlfriends. Tracy Ellis Ross from Blackish. Tracy Ellis Ross, the founder of Pattern, the designer, the activist, the daughter of Diana mother freaking Ross was at CultureCon. And this was her second time 
come into CultureCon. She came, I think, in 2019, if I'm incorrect. My bad. I'm human. But to know that Tracy Ellis Ross is in the building and the gems that she dropped during that conversation, it just further affirmed that you are supposed to be in every single room that you are in, that there is no reason why you don't belong there, because if you didn't belong there, you wouldn't be there. And it's people like Tracy that really inspire creators like me who have struggled for a long time of showing up as themselves, who were told they were too much for the audiences that they were in front of, that they had to tone down to make other people feel comfortable. Tracy has struggled with that for years as well. You're not always confident every time you step out the door, but it's making sure, like Tracy said, you have the right people who surround you, who affirm you, who believe in you, who lift you up. So when you have those moments of doubt, you no longer think that there's something wrong. You think that, you know what? I am everything I am because I am meant to be here. And I will continue to be everything I am because I believe in myself. And seeing Tracy in person just gave me all the warm feelings. Anyone who knows me knows, honestly, she's one of my creative heroes, uh, to be totally transparent with you. And I have admired not only her, but her, her authenticity for a very long time. So seeing her was a full circle moment for me. Another thing that I need to mention, it wasn't just all about the celebrities. It was about highlighting black executives, black and brown executives in spaces that a lot of times we don't see ourselves in. There were executives from various companies. One in particular, I can't think of her name right now. Let me pull up my LinkedIn because I did. I did. I ain't going to cap you. I did slide into her DMs after her panel because I was just so inspired by her work. Her name is Shannon Washington. Shannon Washington, she was on the Black TikTok panel and she has worked on projects like for Amazon, for Apple. I think she helped launch Apple TV. She's been behind a lot of the bigger name projects. But a lot of times in my field in marketing, you never really see the people who are behind these big projects. You just see the results of the projects themselves. And you know what? That takes a lot of know-how, but also a lot of humbleness. Because if you have an ego, you could talk all day about your receipts. But if you work in these fields, you have to learn how sometimes how to remove yourselves from these projects and just be proud of the final results. That being said, Shannon was such an inspiration. She is a black woman, uh, a black, deeper tone, black woman and curvier. And for her to be in the position that she's in was so inspirational, wearing her natural hair, proud of her blackness, proud of her curves, and not shrinking for anyone on that stage. And she really, again, affirmed the importance of authenticity, showing up as your full creative self, and making sure that when you are creating content, you're creating with a purpose and not just to fulfill a, a scheduled post on your Instagram, TikTok, or whatever page that you're on. So that being said, there were a lot of black executives, black and brown executives who were on the stage. Angie Martinez was also part of the panel as well. And it was just inspiring to see high ranking black and brown people in these positions because I'm not exposed to this every day in, in terms of seeing it all the time. I am lucky enough that my current VP and my current director both look like me. But that took a long time for me to get there. That is not typical in my field. And Shannon even talked about when she has to defend certain projects, she gets exhausted sometimes explaining the importance and relevance 
of her culture in these spaces because she's oftentimes the only person in that space. And I can completely relate to that as well because there are a lot of times where I am the only or one of the few and I either have to educate and inspire at the same time so people can feel like it matters to them to have my story or the stories of my culture told. So that was very refreshing to hear that I'm not the only one, nor will I be the last, but it's also our responsibility to make sure that our voices and our stories are told in these spaces so we can have the representation we deserve through these marketing and advertising platforms. Next thing let's go to are the activation. Now, honey, these activations gave to, I didn't expect that. Uh, to be transparent with you, when sometimes when it comes to going into events that are created by black and brown um, groups or executive teams or whatever, there's not really a high expectation for performance. It's always expected that it's going to be low rent, low budget or something like that. CultureCon, she did what needed to be done in the name of Law Roach. Uh, if you don't know that show, it's uh, legendary on HBO Max. Very good show, by the way. But CultureCon did what needed to be done. She came. It was 10 10 10 across the board when it came to the visual experience. The Activation Alley, once you walked out of that main space where the stage was, because there were two stages, there was a main culture con stage and then there was a secondary small stage for other speaker panels but once you walked out of that main stage on the campus that they created in that area you walked into what they call activation alley and when you walked in you were immersed with these visual inspirational backdrops right each of these brands and i'm going to read off a few but each of these brands had their own large space that looked like a small I would say probably like the size of an average apartment in the city. So roughly like mm, 900 square foot space and some were bigger like HBO Max's, but you had them filling this space with their own activations of things to do, uh, giveaways, backdrops, engagement, all the things. So to name a few of the brands, of course, HBO Max, because they were a headline sponsor, created their own lounge in which creators could hang out between panels, which was really great, and had a beautiful floral backdrop. You also had um, Grey Goose, I believe, who was a sponsor, and a tequila brand who was a sponsor. Forgive me for not remembering, but they created a beautiful flower garden activation for people to take pictures. You had Scotch and Porter, which is a men's grooming brand that has grown in popularity in recent years. Instagram had a whole booth about sustainable fashion and sustainability in which you could take pictures in front of their hanging clothes backdrop. And they talked about the future of innovative fashion and the black and brown designers who are leading the charge. Moving on down the activation alley, walk with me, we're walking, we're walking, we're taking pictures, we're taking video. You walk down, Reebok had an entire activation where they created a pop-up store. But the way that they got you with this pop-up store they gave away actual scratch out cards where you can win prizes right then and there. So whether it was a $50 gift card, which I won, or a pair of sneakers or free swag or whatever, Reebok was making sure that you were walking away with something the way Denzel Washington would say. I'm leaving with something. That's what Reebok was trying to give you. And they also created an immersive experience in which you can learn about the products that were offered right then and there, but also talk about the new products they have coming down the pipeline as well. Going further down, Hulu had an activation. Hulu 
really made sure that they focus on their upcoming project with Tracy Ellis Ross called Hair Tales. And they had the trailer playing in the background in this beautiful pop-up hair salon that was really dope. And you could take pictures on the couch with pattern products or, you know, get your hair even refreshed in between sessions. It was very smart, very engaging, and very culturally infused at the same time. Toyota had this really great activation where they had a car, of course, but they had the artists who created a specific piece of artwork specifically for CultureCon. And the artist was there actually signing the artwork on the spot for you to take home and to take a picture with her as well. Then they had the actual art blown up outside of their activation space for you to take pictures of separate from the meet and greet, which was very smart. Amazon Prime created a mini movie studio in which you can watch um, popular movie clips and I think see the teasers for upcoming projects coming out. That line was very long, so I didn't have time to stop by because there was just so much going on that day. But the line was insane. However, the activation was very smart because once it was done, people were talking about it. And that's the whole point of Building Buzz, getting people to talk. And then we went further down the end of the activation alley. Squarespace created an entire uh, mini block of a stores, right? You could shop at least, I think, four or five black and brown businesses that are located, I believe, in Brooklyn or within the New York area. And one of the businesses I shop, I just fell in love with their stuff was aunts and uncles. They're actually a restaurant based, I believe, out of Brooklyn, but they have merchandise that they sell from their store. And they have this dope sweatshirt of Arthur Ashe, who, history lesson real quick. He is, uh, is or was, I'm not sure if he's dead, my bad, but he is a tennis player who was known for breaking barriers and boundaries for the work that he did in the tennis space, you know, going to like different um, competitions like Wimbledon and all those things. But they had an entire sweatshirt dedicated to him. And on the sleeve, it had his name on one side. On the other sleeve, it had facts about him, which was really dope. I had to buy it. They almost sold out of their products because it was so well thought out and so cool and a great way to tie in their business of the restaurant and helping to drive that traffic as well. So in closing, I know we covered a lot in this bonus episode, but I just wanted to give you a quick rundown about CultureCon. And again, this is something I've been wanting to go to for a few years, pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, Semi-post-pandemic, I wanted to attend because I felt the value and understood the importance of supporting events like this that are geared toward my community and people who look like me. To be transparent, I've gone to many a marketing conference and there have been times, actually a majority of the time, where I've gone to these things and it's only maybe in a room of 500 people, 10 of us at the most, and it can get very lonely. I'm not saying that I don't know how to navigate in these spaces. I navigate in them because it's part of my day-to-day life. I have no issue of being part of that space. But think of it this way. If you are in a space all the time where you hardly see yourself, after a while it becomes draining to not be able to show up as your full self in these spaces. So being able to go to CultureCon was not only refreshing, but it was needed. And it felt good to not have to code switch to not have to explain my hair, 
to not have to like hold back on who I am to make others feel comfortable. It was, as they say on their website, a creative homecoming. And in that homecoming, you felt at home. You felt like you belong, even down to the food trucks. There were Black-owned food trucks that you can buy to support local Black-owned businesses in between the sessions. So in the end, was it worth it? Absolutely. I would do it again. And if I had to go by myself again, I'm going to do it. Period. But I really think that these kind of events are needed for our culture. They're needed for our creativity and more importantly, for our creative survival. I would honestly say if you are going to go to CultureCon, please try to make it a weekend. Try to do all those activities in one day and then turn around and go back home would exhaust even the strongest person. When I went to CultureCon, I stayed in the financial district in New York a stone's throw away from Brooklyn, just crossing the Brooklyn Bridge, but I made sure to set myself in proximity to close to where the conference actually is. Now, that's the part that can get pricey if you don't plan ahead, especially if you want to stay in certain kind of hotels. Um, New York is not cheap. So you definitely have to think, is the investment worth the investment? Are you? What are you going to get out of this, right? Are you going to get something that's going to be of value to you? Are you going just to have a good time? Are you going to learn something to evolve, to grow, to network? So you really have to think about what your purpose is when you're attending CultureCon. You have to think about the why behind it and the investment and what that potential return on investment will look like. My recommendation, though, for next year, and I know... I said it was an amazing event, but I would love to see it span into two days. There were so many great panels going on. Due to the number of panels, I had to kind of pick and choose what I was going to attend, which was really hard because they had so many great options for the day. But I really would love to see it span into two days. Now, there is a CultureCon week, but that is a different level of ticket. And also, it's a first-come, first-serve opportunity for those who are already in the area where the conference is being held. So if you're not based in New York, when they have CultureCon Week, it is very hard to attend these additional events that provide additional networking opportunities. Another thing I would like to see with CultureCon going forward are more panels about mental health. Mental health and creativity, I think, is not talked about enough. Being a creative can be very taxing on those who are in the field day in and day out, especially if you move more to the behind the scenes an executive level side of the role. You have to always be up on your game. And to do that on a regular basis, the rest is so needed. But the conversation is also needed about how taxing it can be even to the strongest person. I would also like to see more workout workshops or mini breakout sessions throughout the day to give people a chance to have more intimate panels that are like 20 maybe 30 people in which you can workshop different ideas, learn different things and, you know, implement this creativity in spaces that we normally don't have a chance to do. So really that mix and mingle aspect would be great. Also, I would like for them to consider additional cities for the tour, New York, LA and Georgia. Very smart, very smart because those are big hubs for creativity. But how about like expanding it to DC? DC often gets treated like the stepchild of creativity, honestly. But a lot of the people I met at the conference, a majority of them 
were from the DMV area. We pulled up to New York for this conference because it was between New York or Atlanta for a lot of us. And New York was a lot easier for us to get to. That being said, DC has its own creative hub. And I think that's not talked about enough. While we may not be as expressly creative as a New York, because there's more opportunities for that due to the number of businesses and fashion districts and all that other good stuff, we do have our own hub and we we do need to have a better spotlight or given more opportunities to have things like this that are going to help foster future growth in this industry i will also like to see the conference taken to places like chicago houston or dallas new orleans would be dope as well and just considering places that have smaller creative hubs that we may not have considered before let's see Oh, last thing. If you want to see, I was reading my notes, by the way, so sorry for the pause. But if you want to see more of a behind the scenes look about my experience at CultureCon, you can watch the reel on my business Instagram page, Pink Dollhouse Marketing. Or if you want to see the actual highlights, go to my personal IG page. You can access it by going to my business page where it says my actual real handle in the bio, click on that, go to the highlight that says CultureCon, and I show you the beginning of my day to the end of my day of my experience with CultureCon. That being said, I hope you enjoyed today's chat. To learn more more about me and my business, go to pinkdollhousemarketing.com, my website, or again, hit up my business page, Pink Dollhouse Marketing. You can slide in my DMs, it's totally cool. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Well, I was really chatting with myself, but thank you so much for hanging out with me today as I recap CultureCon, and we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. All right, chat with you soon. Bye. Coffee with Yvonne is produced and edited by Yvonne Pearson. Coffee with Yvonne is created by Pink Dollhouse Marketing. You can catch the latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.